Welcome into the December 2nd edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Leafs heading out to Tampa Bay to keep the win streak alive and Marner's point streak trying to set a new franchise record of 19 games with a point consecutively. We'll tee that game up for you and debate whether or not Marner's getting enough love around the NHL this season. Uh, also an update-ish on Callie Yarncroft, who suffered an injury in the game against the Sharks. All that more coming up on today's edition of Locked on Leafs. Your Locked on Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked On Leafs Podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs, the daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. You can also catch us up on YouTube, just search up Locked On Leafs, hit subscribe, and get new daily content delivered right to you. Each and every day, it's all Leafs, all the time. Um, we had another person actually reach out and uh, send me a screen grab that we were uh, their number one podcast listen on Spotify and their Spotify rap. So a uh, shout out to you once again. Um, and, and if anyone else gets that Spotify rap and they see Locked on Leafs right up at the tippy top, let us know. Send us a little note, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out. I'm just going to find the guy's name really quickly so I can give him a shout-out. Uh, Pro Man Captain on Twitter sent uh, sent it to me. So, Pro Man Captain, got to love it. Appreciate the, the love and support, pal. Appreciate it a lot. Also, he's part of the Discord, too, I believe. So, um, if you want to get involved in the Discord channel, we have the we'll have the link down below. And you can definitely go and join. And I'm sure that'll be lit tomorrow. The Maple Leafs will be in Tampa Bay. They'll look to make it a sixth straight win. Marner will look to score in a 19th straight game or get a point at the very least in a 19th straight game to set a franchise record. Um, we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, um, why don't we quickly just this an update because I think we completely actually didn't really we got we were so amped to talk to talk about Mitch Marner and the greatness we kind of left out the fact that Cal Yarncroft got injured in that game against the San Jose Sharks and um is expected to miss some time actually uh it, it, we did hear Sheldon Keith post game say that it was uh you know it was a it's it was a serious injury but definitely one where he was going to miss some time he needed to get imaging done that that happened yesterday and uh, we should hear more about it today to see exactly how long he might end up on IR, LTIR, whatever the case may be. Um, but it's a groin injury, and he'll be out for for a little bit here. Uh, definitely won't be on this road trip. And, um, you know, it's it's that's kind of unfortunate because I felt like Cal Yarncroft was finally starting to, you know, get his legs underneath him on the season. Like I felt the first, I don't know, 15 to 18 games for him for this year wasn't great and then you know the last week week and a half he had moved his way up on the, into the top six they had like a 60 percent expected goals with him Marner and and Tavares through the three four games that he was on that line and it's 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 uh it's 
not great timing for Cal Yonkroc uh, to, to get an injury. He was just being given some really good opportunities and, and, you know, playing decent hockey. Yeah. that That's the, really the tough part is the timing of it. Right. Cause he did get the bump up to the second line. You know, Cal Yonkroc wasn't exactly for, you know, a little part of the season wasn't really like noticeable. Like there, you know, we hadn't really seen much of him, and then he got the bump to the second line, and you start to see and kind of turn his game around a little bit on that second unit. I, I, I liked what I saw, and unfortunately now we're gonna have to hope that it's not a no a too not a really tough injury that'll keep him out way too long. But I mean, groin injuries are, you know, they're they're unpredictable. That's that's probably the best way to say it. So. That mean that just means somebody else is going to get that opportunity, and I think in that game it was Nick Robertson. So Nick Robertson got slotted up to the second line. So this is we we were talking about getting Nick Robertson into some games. This is exactly the opportunity that gets him into the game. Um, I would assume that he's the one that's going to take that spot on the second line. Yeah, you would think. I mean, that's that's the guy I'm kind of circling and the guy I'm pointing at, saying, "Okay, well, who's going to step up and step in?" It's to me, it is Nick Robertson. And, um, you know, it's, that's sometimes what it takes, I guess, to get guys into the lineup is an injury here and there. And here we are, uh, an injury into this team's middle six, we'll call it. And Nick Robertson's got to be ready to go, got to be ready to step in. And, um, you know, I, I think this is an opportunity for him to maybe solidify a role on this team and in the NHL. Cause like that, 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 that spot that Yaron Kroc was in, I don't think it was a long-term fix for that second-line wing spot. But Nick Robertson can be that fix for that position. So um, if he could come in, get a get a look, get a, a couple of games under his belt and get going, get his legs underneath him by playing consistently, maybe we could see it happen. You know, I think for young kids, you kind of got to play through a little bit of lulls in your game. What do they say? You don't really know what you are until you play – you know, at least 100-plus games in the NHL. And it's got to be difficult only playing four or five games coming out of the lineup for a couple games. So you get a, more, a few more games in, and they're back out of the lineup. You know, I, I think Robertson, if he can get into the lineup and end up with a consistent bulk of games and be an every-night guy for this team, maybe then we could start to see that progression that we are expecting Robertson to be. And maybe he could be even half as good as his brother, Jason, who's currently also on a 17 uh, game point streak and has 22 goals in 24 games. So there's some, there's some magic in that Robertson family. Nick might just need the opportunity. Here it is. He's got to run with it now though. No, he definitely does. You know, we, we talk about, you know, how he needs to get into games, whether at the NHL or AHL level. It's up to him to decide whether he wants to remain in the lineup because it's either him or it's Wayne Simmons or it's the next guy to get called up, right? Gino Mulligan. Also, yeah, Gino Mulligan as well. Sorry. Uh, it, I always have kind of like Mulligan as a staple on that fourth line. I know that Roberts, him and Robertson have been switching out a little bit. Um, but like in terms of like the extra guys, it's between him and Simmons that would draw in. I, I just think, yeah, this is nick robertson's best opportunity like to at least get a consistent lineup opportunity said because this is something that has been 
I, we've been debating it for so long that, yeah, like if he if he doesn't do well in this stretch, I'm curious to see how the Leafs kind of respond. Whether this is finally the time they figure, okay, maybe instead of putting him in and out of the lineup every, you know, five games, you said let's get him, you know, the proper time in the in the in the Marlies, but. I I have confidence that he's going to see this as his opportunity and and kind of run with it a little bit. Well, let's hope his first crack will be against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that game will be tomorrow. Let's take a quick break, and let's tee up that game, talk a little bit about uh, the significance of it, a couple of streaks that Toronto will be looking to hit. Also, Tampa, big milestone hit for one of the Lightning players last night. We'll chat about that as well. I'm Mike DeStefano with Dave Morris. So you listen to Locked On These Podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, today's podcast brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to hockey, soccer, esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Uh, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Lockdown Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Leafs in Tampa tonight. Uh, they head back out onto the road. Just one game at home. One game. I don't. I don't know why. I thought that the game was in Toronto, and I was talking about it yesterday yeah, with someone. I didn't realize that too until I and then I looked at the schedule like ah. Okay. Well, I was just talking to to uh, well, I think it was I think I was on Leafs lunch, and I was just saying, oh yeah, you know, the Marner could set the record. He tied it at home. He could set the record in, ta- in uh, the game against Tampa. Hopefully, some friends and family will be there. And then I realized, oh wait, the game's not in Toronto. It's in Tampa, actually. So he'll have to set the record in Tampa Bay. Um, so just one quick thing, though. Yeah, he could bring some. He could bring some family down. Could happen. Could happen. Um, so he'll look to break a record. 19 straight games with a point. He's sitting at 18, which is currently a franchise record tied with Daryl Sittler and uh, Ed Olchuk. Um, my question to you, Dave, and I, we were talking about this on Leafs Lunch, which is why I want to get your thoughts on it. And I kind of toss this out onto the, uh, the Twitterverse, and there's been some mixed reviews on it. Is Mitch Marner a top 10 player? In the like, if you had to put together a top ten list of of uh, the first quarter of the season, let's say up until now, is Mitch Marner on your top ten list of NHL players? Right now, yeah, he's he would be right now. If you had asked me a few weeks ago, he wouldn't have been. But I'm asking you today. Today, yes. Where? Yes. Like he. You're seeing his two-way game really start to shine, and what he's doing and what he's been doing through this point streak—it's like you see the talent. You see why he should be in that conversation for the top ten, and it's not just because of the point streak. I think it's also because he's gotten into—he's—he's he's getting into that Mark Stone level of like two-way game and i think he's better than mark stone because of his offensive ability that's why like mark stone some people would have had him as a top 10 player a few years ago when he was at his at his peak you know both offensively and defensively i i just think that there's we look too much at the players that are putting up great numbers offensively that some that do both 
really well, don't get the love. And I think that's that's what Marner has started to show. Uh, the last, even the last few weeks, they hit. You know, the Leafs' defensive play has been so much improved, and I think that's because some of the forwards like him have really stepped up. So yeah, I, you know, it's easy to say you look at the top ten. There's so many guys that should be in there. It would be tough, like you know, because when you include defensemen, that's where it gets a little tricky. But I think Marner deserves a spot in that top ten right now. I, I, I agree with you. I think he's he's he would break into my top ten. Um, we, Craig Button said that he'd be top five for him for uh, you know players to perform this year, top five, which was crazy. But I mean. When you think about it, and, and I think you you noted it and, and hit on the biggest point, it's the two-way play. It's not the fact that he's scoring you know, every single night or he's getting a point every single night and he's putting up numbers offensively leading this club. He's defending. That That is the biggest difference, and I don't think he gets enough respect for that around the NHL. Um, I could be wrong, but if you're a, a, a fan of another team – um, and you don't watch the Leafs, I guess, as closely. Let me know if I'm wrong, but I get the sense just based on some of the, you know, Twitter responses I got online saying no, no chance. Uh, he's got to. I mean, there was a lot of people talking about uh, we need playoff success, but that's not really the question here that I'm asking. But anyway, I think that uh, the, his defensive play is what puts him in there for me because whatever he's doing offensively, he's doing just as much defensively. He's a guy who's always on the back check. He's always skating uh, into into shooting lanes. He's knocking passes down. He's blocking shots. He's killing penalties. He's on the power play. The guy does it all, does it all. Um, he's always up there leading the, the, the leaps in minutes every single night for forwards, and he's really kind of been the engine of this team, which currently is a top-five team in the National Hockey League. So I think he's so far been a top 10 player. Going to go ahead and, and, and say that, you know, uh, th- this, I guess, could change. And I'm not necessarily saying he is a top 10 player flat out, but he's playing like a top 10 player right now. He could be. Don't get me wrong. He could be. And, and, and that's the crazy part. He could turn out to be the best winger in the NHL today. He really, really could be. I mean, the guy's going out there scoring points every single night and the way that he's also playing in his own end, there's there's a conversation to be had that he could be the best, one of the best two-way wingers, if not the best two-way winger playing hockey right now. And, yeah, not only top two-way winger, but, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, how come? like Jason Robertson is in that conversation. You know, yeah. What he's done, I think, what twenty-two goals in the last twenty-four games, like absolutely yeah. unreal. Um, the the guy he's going to go up against, Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, he's in that conversation, of course, among the top wingers. Um, Panarin's always in that conversation. Yeah, like there's a lot of good wingers that you can put up against, but where Marner sets himself apart a little bit from those guys, yeah, he's not putting up the the goals like you know Drysaddle and Robertson, but I don't think you talk about Dryson Robertson's two-way game versus how you would talk about Mitch Marner's. Also, I still consider Dryside a centerman and not a winger, just in case any Oilers. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. That's probably fair. I, I do as well, to be to be honest with you. Um, anyways, he he'll be looking for a point tonight, 
and uh, he, he went all the way down to the final minute in the game against the Sharks. Hopefully he can get this one out of the way a lot quicker. We'll take one more quick break when we get back. Let's break down tonight's game, get to the three keys to see what we're looking at here, and uh, we'll kind of talk through the game as a whole. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Moore Studio. You're listening to Locked On These Podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be back in just a gif. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Moore Sudi. Uh, we're hosts here at Locked On These, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. And if you're not subscribed, hopefully you uh, you sub up. If you enjoy what you've listened to to this point in the podcast, we do daily Maple Leafs podcasts where we tee up games, talk about players, trades, proposals, everything Leafs related gets chatted about right here on the podcast. So if you are a diehard member of Leafs Nation and you are not subscribed to Locked On These Podcast, what are you doing? Subscribe now wherever you get your podcast or right here on uh, on YouTube as well. Um, and uh, join the Lockdown Leafs family. Uh, Toronto in Tampa Bay tomorrow night. They can make it six wins in a row. We just talked about it. Marner can make it 18 or 19 straight games with a point to break the franchise record, currently tying the franchise record the other night against the Sharks. Um, what to you are the three keys the Toronto Maple Leafs will need to do to make sure both of those things happen, Dave? Well, I mean, if we're going to start with Mitch Murray, get off. I mean, he's going to have to keep finding ways to uh, make the players around better, take use of John Tavares and uh, and Nick Robertson, who's looking to make, if, if that's how the lineup shakes out, if Nick Robertson's on that line. I think, you know, he, he's trying – to pass the puck quite a bit through this point streak, so you might as well make the plays when they count. Uh, so that's that's one for Martin for me. The other one is looking on the guys on the other side, and that's Kucherov and Stamkos, who have been on a tear for the Lightning lately. Uh, like I know Stamkos just got his one thousandth point uh, with the Lightning. Kucherov has I think thirty five, yeah, thirty five points this season. Not many people are talking about Kucherov. I feel, I feel like he's kind of gone a little under the radar, in my opinion. I just have every no, really been talking about him this season. So like, he's good. He's back to like, and we're no, we're not used to seeing Kucherov in the regular season that much. You know, wink, wink, nudge, uh, salary cap stuff. So he's he's a guy that if I'm the Leafs, like that's that's the drink that's that's the straw that serves the drink for Tampa is Kucherov. Yeah, I, I agree. There, there hasn't been nearly enough talk about this guy um, this season, but he is doing some good things as per usual. I mean, he's been the premier winger in the league for, for many, many years. Uh, so it just makes sense. He's picking up right where he left off. A um, couple of keys for me. Uh, I, 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 you know, to beat this team, they're such a good team. They always have been. They have not been the Tampa Bay Lightning um, that we've come to see and that we're used to, I guess. Mm-hmm. The same Tampa team that we lost to a season ago in the playoffs. just doesn't seem to be the same club right now. They did have some losses, clearly. Andre Pilat left via free agency. They trade away Ryan McDonough. Jan Ruta left via free agency. So they lost some pretty big pieces to uh, to what was their core. You know, the last three years, they've taken three straight trips to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, but ultimately, their bread and butter still is 
you know, they're, they're still a big team and they're a physical team and a tough team and they play that playoff style game. So I think Toronto's going to somewhat have to have to match that. And, and I'm looking at uh, right in front of the net, right in front of the crease on both sides of the puck. You got to win some net front battles and it's tough against that blue line. Cause they're so big. You know, you got guys like Victor Hedman, guys like Mikhail Serge, like they're just got some big bodies out there, right? Nick Hag or uh, not Nick Hag. Foot, Cal Foot, like there's some big bodies out there. Um, and you gotta try and win those net front battles. I know it'll be tough, but you gotta do it. And and when you're in your own end, you gotta do it as well. They've got some dudes who like to go to the net, park their body, big you know, Pat Maroon being one of those guys, Corey Perry, another one of those guys. You know, you gotta try and 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 win those net front battles. Allow Matt Murray, who I believe is starting, um, a chance to to see pucks because He's shown this year that if he can see the puck, he'll stop the puck. So I think winning those net front battles will be key um, as much as possible. Play with speed through the neutral zone. When this team is is scoring and they they're generating a lot of rush chances, the speed through the neutral zone has been uh, has been very fast. It's been extremely up tempo. Saw that in the first period against San Jose. It kind of not that it got stopped a little bit through the second and third, but it, it, you didn't see it as quick through the neutral zone. I think if they can continue to do that, you know, this is teams a little older, a little slower. And I think that you could maybe capitalize in that sense with some, with some speed. Um, so that's another key for me. And then just play simple, make those simple, smart hockey plays. I don't think uh, this is a club that you're going to want to try and be crafty and make a mistake. Cause anytime you make a mistake, if they, of the time make you pay. So just play simple, mistake-free hockey, and uh, Toronto should have a pretty good shot at winning this thing and extending both streaks, the the win streak and uh, Mitch Marner's point streak, which could become a record straight 19 games with with another point tonight. Yeah, and also, shout out, I wanted to bring this up, shout out to Connor Bedard, who's on a 25-game point streak. Yeah, insane streaks as well so i wanted to bring that up uh, quickly because i know that we've been talking a lot about streaks lately and it's incredible to think like it's funny on leafs lunch we did uh we do this game called on the clock so it's like what happens first and the one that i came up with was what happens first marner streak comes to an end it was currently at 17 at the time robertson's streak comes to an end it was at 16 at the time or Bedard Street comes to an end, which was at 24 points at the time. So I'll pose a question to you, Dave. Which one of those streaks comes to an end first? Oh. I mean, Marner and Robertson are now 18, 17. So they, they've all kept it going in yeah. the game since since uh, I had that conversation. I think there's a better chance that Marner's comes to an end. Against Tampa. Against Tampa, because that was... Like you saw what it took for him to get to 18, how much of a grind that was. Like empty net chances, throwing the puck his way every chance they had on the power play. Like that, that was tough. I mean, Robertson's too. Uh, like that's he's on such a heater. It's a really hot, tough to sustain. But if you've been watching Connor Bedard, he's dummying the competition in the WHL. Like he could he could keep that going a little bit longer. I just think Marner, like you know. He's been he's been pushing hard. Luckily, they had they had a couple of days off, so he'll get a chance to recharge a little bit. But felt like that was such a struggle to get it to eighteen that 
Tampa knows how much of a, how how hot he is right now. They're gonna make things like really difficult for him. So, um, yeah. And if it, and if it does end, I'm you know it's still an incredible feat. He got into the record books. Um, but yeah, I think there's a better chance Marner comes to an end just because you know Jason Robertson can do it in so many ways that offensively, like Marner relies a little bit more on the passing. Like yeah, he's scoring, but not the caliber that that Jason Robertson is. So I think Marner has a better coming for, uh, to an end first. Robertson had a hattie last night. A yeah. hattie. That guy's so good. I have him on my fantasy. I have him and Kucherov on my fantasy team. There you go. You're winning weeks. Oh, yeah. Number You're one. winning weeks for sure. Um, last thing I want to say about uh, about Tampa before we sign off for the day is Andre Vasilevsky has not been Andre Vasilevsky. So I think that that that's a good sign if you're Mitch Marner looking to extend that streak. You know, he has been prone to uh, to allowing a, a couple of goals here and there. He has not been the the monster, the boogeyman that he had been in the past. Uh, a 277 goals against and a 908 save percentage, both below uh, league average. So, you know, I think that's that's not concerning, I guess, if you're Tampa. But definitely something to monitor when you're a quarter way through the season and he's still putting up numbers like that. I think uh, Toronto definitely um, will have opportunities to score and, uh, you know, could take advantage of uh, of, a, of a beaten and battered, maybe tired Tampa team and, and Andre Vasilevsky, who's played a lot of hockey over the course of the last uh, three seasons. All right, that'll do it for us here today, Dave. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Also follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll be back Monday to uh, to recap the weekend for you guys. Hopefully we got a couple of streaks that we can continue to talk about and keep the good vibes rolling. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.